Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello there, welcome to episode 50 of the AI Comic Pod. Thanks for joining us. Uh, brought to you as always by the Anfield Index. We've been um, almost around for two years now, which is pretty impressive considering we still haven't really know, made much effort or planned or prepared anything. But we've uh, we've been saying for a little while that we wanted to do something a bit different and almost a bit special for number 50 because it seems like quite a big deal that we've managed to get 50 episodes about talking shit about TV and comics and films. Yeah, so we, we approached like an infinite number of celebrities, didn't we, and just asked how many could give us like well-done messages and thank yous and all the rest of it, and literally nothing. We've had nothing come back. The clo- I did get a message from Kevin Smith, but I can't really repeat it because I've never seen... I've never been called the C word that many times in the same restraining order, which is unbelievable, really, because, you know, if anyone had, you'd think it'd be me. Well, yeah, you give it out enough, so I would imagine, you know, it comes back. We always lash out at the ones we love the most, so I'm I'm sure it'll come round eventually. If if by any any miracle any of these uh, glowing reviews come in before the edit, we'll, we'll send them to the powers that be and get them put in, so, you know, fingers crossed. Yeah, we're still waiting on Gal. She she's she's a kind of she she put maybe in the RSVP kind of thing on the Facebook group, but it's it's just not coming to fruition yet. So no, we'll just have to I'm, see. I'm disappointed. I'm gonna to have to have words with her when I see her on Thursday. It's just it's, it's <laughs> are, you not... going, are you going to see Ragnarok together? Is that the plan? <sighs> I wasn't gonna tell you because I didn't want you to get jealous, but yeah. <sighs> Fucking hell. I'm I, I'm gonna try the popcorn trick as well, but instead of popcorn, it might be nachos. <laughs> yeah, you got to be careful about that hot cheese, though, man. Yeah. You really got to be careful, and and you know jalapenos. Don't say that. That's the whole line. That's the whole pickup line. Is mind the hot cheese? <laughs> Look, it's a whole thing. I've worked it out, and it's been honed over years and years and years. All are you going to be the next one arrested? Like, I know Kevin Spacey didn't get arrested, but is this? Are you going to put out some apology on on Twitter that you just you, you can't help yourself? 
not unless Kevin Smith does it first, because you know he's really <laughs> upset me. Um, yeah, w- yeah. Hand. We are, we are here. It's yeah, it's fiftieth, man. I'm, I'm pleased to get to this milestone. I know a lot of people go, oh, yeah, it's the same old shit, but. Um, but from what our do you perspective, want? Yeah, what do you exactly. want? <laughs> do you want blood? Um, <laughs> but no, from our perspective, we, you know, we do get together and do this quite regularly. Get together on a Skype, literal over the over the internet sense, um, and we do enjoy it. And we wouldn't be doing it if we didn't enjoy it. Um, I mean, our riders are pretty big these days. Yeah. Uh, salary I'm, I'm contract like, dispute. I'm up to three you know. bottles of Pepsi now. Gags won't splash yeah. out for real Coke, so it's Pepsi will it, will he not? tap water now. I've been on roller cola for years, man. It's uh, never getting. You need to get a better agent. I really do. Or you I need really, to get an agent. Really do. I actually need an agent, yeah, and let alone a better one. Yeah. Um, not self-representing. It's not doing me any favors. Um, and yeah, we've enjoyed this from from kind of day one of doing it, really. And we both have kind of a separate take on this because you're you're obviously not just pure comics um but I, I guess you've probably been turned back onto comics in the last couple of years more yeah pretty since much, pretty much films and ago. doing this and and obviously the... twitter and, and your interactions and stuff with people i wanted i wanted to get back into it and i've i've said dozens and dozens of times and probably will dozens more that i wanted to get back into comics but i didn't want to jump in right in the middle of a run because it's really hard to get back issues without paying stupid money. And sometimes yeah. you can't get them. And what's the point in, I'm one of them, I'm all or nothing. If I'm reading a comic, I need to read every issue from the beginning. Otherwise, you miss plot points and it doesn't make sense. So I didn't really want to do that. But then two years ago when DC did Rebirth, that was my window back into comics. And I don't even think we've said what we're bloody doing. No, well, so we're just, we're getting there. This is a build-up, man. This is momentum building. You know, I don't have are, patience. No, people you are eager this. in anticipation. Um, so what we're doing is we're discussing our favourite superheroes and uh, top five and, and villains as well. Um, there might be a couple of other things we wanted to throw in there. Um, previously, I mean, we had some audacious plans to get all the guests that we've ever had on talking about theirs and short intervals and clips, but I would like to say it'd be nice if we got some interaction on Twitter on this one and we'll throw some polls out and do some bits and pieces. Yeah, um, we would very and much just... like to hear your thoughts because th- we, we've banded this idea around for probably 18 months to get on like our, our normal four and five guests that we have. Yeah, but it, It's a logistical nightmare because everyone's got families and work and holidays and all manner of things and we physically just can't do it. So. No, and and then it'd be some show that's like two hours long, and no one would ever want to edit that shit. So it just kind of go nowhere. So yeah, we just decided we're going to do ours um, and get some good feedback. Like I said, I'm coming at this probably from a kind of TV film standpoint. Although there's some other kind of things that have influenced my interests over the years, and I have read certain comics, and um, but I would be known as the person that would know more from that. Uh, side of things, whereas you're probably a mixture of everything, really. Well, I've I've tried to be, without sounding like a complete pretentious arsehole, for once. Yeah, don't. Um, I've tried to be more true to the way I've got into comics. Most of my life, my exposure to comics has been through reading, so when I, I think yeah. about it, I think more of 
these are the characters that I've grown up reading. So I've kind of not really given much thought to like MCU characters. Um, no, I've, and, I've also I, and put I get a lot that as well. Into, I to... thought I'd be coming from a heavy MCU standpoint because it's the kind of films that I really like. But I've kind of got a good mix, and you know, yeah, it does. It does. It's influenced on all kind of things because you said you've been falling back on your lists for ages, and I have as well. It's been really hard to pin down a specific five because there's loads of characters that that are great, and and then you watch a new film like Thor Ragnarok, and then it throws up your complete for me, completely different interpretation about certain characters and and certain, I don't know, villains and whatnot and stuff. And it's it's good. It just it completely changes your perspective. And then you go back and watch stuff or read stuff or, you know, even games as well, man. I know it's different perspective from what we normally talk about, but I kind of brought up playing all manner of comic book superhero games and stuff, and some of those do influence your ideas of who you like and who you don't and all that kind of stuff yeah yeah so uh, the, the, villains or superheroes first what do you reckon? um we'll do we'll do heroes just a little caveat there is actually one villain in my list that is completely tv related having never uh... read a single thing okay and believe it or not these lists are not all dc which people will be surprised at because anyone that knows me knows I am full on Team DC. But there's actually a pretty good Marvel presence because in the last like six months I've been reading an absolute ton of Marvel stuff. It's Mine's Chris's quite fault. heavily Marvel influenced actually. Four three three Chris did this because I used to keep all my books separate DC and Marvel, and Chris told me to mix them. And when I mixed them all in, I be- it became really obvious how. Un- how imbalanced it was. So it's his fault why I've got even less money than usual. Yeah, yeah, I, I literally have no money. Um, Before we do, though, there, were, there was just two little bits of news that we wanted to... Um, yeah, yeah, oh, Christ, how are we get on to news at 20 minutes in? Uh, oh, because this is what we... It's only been <laughs> nine minutes. That's pretty good for nine us. Nine minutes, that's all right. That's yeah. we, We've built up the hype of the Big 50, and then... Yeah, news. Um, there's a couple of brief bits. You want to cover something. Um, we briefly want to talk about Disney potentially taking over Fox, 20th Century Fox. Um, that's quite big news in, in the film industry as a whole. But in, in terms of what we discuss, it's pretty big news for X-Men. Um, Deadpool obviously being part of that. But I think X-Men as a whole would be be quite an interesting. And also... Um, Fantastic Four, which Jesus Christ needs to be made by someone who knows how to make a film. Yeah, I mean it, the the way it's been worded, it's come out talks. They're not taking place right now, but it's been confirmed that they have taken place at some point in the past, and they plan to do more. Twenty first Century Fox, potentially for financial reasons, are looking at selling off a huge portion. Yeah, it's not that whole whole thing, is it? It's not everything. It's It's about it's about 75%. Which is pretty chunky. They must have a lot of money invested in that IP. And you you think they they must... I think what Disney want, Disney get, you know? I mean, let's be honest, they're they're the biggest sort of conglomerate of of that type out there. You know, the, the MCU is the single biggest grossing franchise of all time. I'm sure it is. I'm sure it's got global now. Of like Star Wars, Star Wars might 
Yeah, no, you're probably right because Star Wars hasn't produced as many films. Star Wars would be if they all came out now. Disney animation is probably higher, actually, mate, as a general rule. But that's not um, like an overall shared universe, is it? The MCU is like an all-in-one sort of organism. And I'm sure global sales now is like over $5 billion, which is just... I'd be devastated if it's um, Fast and the Furious because that would just destroy all my hopes and dreams. (laughs) I would literally want to kill everyone if that was true, because those films are garbage, let alone how they've managed to make, what, eight of them? We are on eight, yes. Look, I've got Um, whistles, and I drive cars and shoot guns. I mean, I watch some shit, but fuck me, that's just beyond even me. (laughs) So, yeah, this could be potentially big news. A lot of people going, oh, Deadpool, R-rated, and all that kind of stuff. I think think Disney or or whoever in charge... uh, They've got enough in them to distant themselves from it being a pure Disney film and, and would potentially do an R rated film if it you know, they've got to evolve as a company. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And they've got and, and some of their they, films they are on a darker blind. edge than you'd you'd think as well. I mean everyone just associates them with being Mickey Mouse and cartoons and all that kind of jazz. And obviously the Marvel films are of a more light hearted kind of nature. But Star Wars has had an edge in recent years, you know, it did surprise me. Um Force Awakens had a well, some of the Marvel mass, films. Mass had... murder. And Guardians as well. I mean, they, they toy, toy with it because you think it's all fun and games, but basically, um, they slaughter a whole room full of ravages. <laughs> and there's not much said about that. So I, I think there's potential for them to have a darker undercurrent if they, if they wish to. And it doesn't have to change the brand, you know? Yeah. And, and they're not stupid. They're not blind. They will have seen the success of Deadpool and yeah, think, exactly. well, okay, we can play ball with that. But one of the big things would be, uh, I saw a few shouts of it before, is if they were able to get Spider-Man and Deadpool. Because Spider-Pool has been a really big revelation in the last few years. And those, they're rated as PG-13. Deadpool tones it way down in those comics. So that's possible. The Fantastic Four is definitely possible. I think Deadpool, as R-rated as it was, isn't always, if you watch that film, do you know what I mean? Like a lot of the comedy and the humour is is obviously quite um quite of that ilk and that nature. But it's not all like that. Do you know no, what I mean? I, I probably laughed gruesome, more I probably laughed more at the, the stuff that was a bit cleverer in its wit than than your on purpose fart jokes, although, you know, hashtag hashtag, hashtag drive by. Drive by still <laughs> still makes me laugh. But you know, it's it's there's gotta be a mix there and I think I'm interested to see what happens. I think for me, the big thing is X-Men because I think it needs at least a life that it hasn't had. And I'd look at films that haven't been made like Gambit or I know they're making a Jean Grey film, aren't they? Um, are they? Uh, are they not? I don't remember ever seeing anything. I mean, the Gambit film. Have I just made this up? The, the last, I swear the last they were making a Jean Grey film with of Gambit. Um, um, what's his face? Channing Tatum is still officially attached to it. I remember we potentially previewed this for coming out this year, I think. Yeah. We were like, no fucking chance. It's not even a production yet. I don't even know if they've got a script. I, um, I think they had a script, but I think it may or may not have gone through the shredder. Yeah. Yeah. But the, 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 there's all sorts of shit going on that probably isn't going to happen. But I, no. I, if they wanted to do the X-Men in the way they've done all the other Marvel characters, bring it on just... I'm I'm all in that. I'll get in the bath with that and do whatever. 
That's I just... think I've just made up that Jean Grey film. I think you have. Head, which is fine. I, you know, Sophie Turner in a standalone film, you could get on board with that. So. Yeah, but she is literally the worst X-Men character other than Jubilee and Rogue. And that's only because Rogue's been done so shit in the films. Rogue herself is actually a brilliant character. Yeah, I always loved Rogue fucking from Anna the cartoons. <laughs> you really... Yeah, she's almost she's at the top the of that list. list. She's quite high up the list, you know. I don't think she's Portman levels on the list. Oh, I but, don't know. I don't know. Is she is she that high? Wow. I think she probably is because she's Rogue is one of the strongest X Men. Oh, she, she's a little whiny. She's a little whiny bitch. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. And, and she can lit, she can take on anyone. You know, she could well, dick Magneto, and if she could get her hands on it, nearly sick. No, she could get her hands on Juggernaut's head. Her, her, her. <laughs> That was genuinely not on purpose. But, you know, she, oh, she can drain juggernaut. anyone's that, power. Who, it, Vin, what was his name? Vinnie Jones did Juggernaut, didn't he, in the film? I'm the Juggernaut, bitch. Oh, oh. Just I'm going to have nightmares about that tonight. Oh, and he Jesus ruined that Steph. scene because it had Kitty Pride in it. And Kitty Pride's brilliant because she's one of the original X-Men. Yeah, people, she's come up quite a lot when I was kind of doing a bit of research on stuff. People really like her and want to see, I don't know something else um anyway yeah fuck that anyway one other thing right. i wanted to mention which was go on anyone who reads comics will probably know the name of brian michael bendis heavily linked with marvel for years and years um co-creator i believe of jessica jones and the miles morales version of spider-man has today signed an exclusive contract with dc which for me, he's one of the best writers out there. He, he's right up there with me with the likes of Mark Wade, who's done some incredible work with The Flash and with Daredevil. And it, it's an exclusive deal, so he's not going to be working with Marvel at all. They haven't announced what titles he's going to be working on, but I'm praying it's going to be something like uh, Red Hood and the Outlaws or maybe Justice League, one of the sort of bigger names, but yeah. not, I don't think he's ever going to get Batman or Superman because their sales don't need the boost. Or maybe Nightwing, someone like that, something he could really get his teeth into. So anyway, that that's news. There's just those two bits we wanted to do. Yes, that's all we're going to do. So who do you want to start with? I'll, you can go, go first with yours. So do you want to do first, heroes yeah. or villains? All right, I will. We'll do heroes, villains. Okay. I think interesting afterwards. So yeah, you 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 do your five, and then I'll reel them get... off, and then we'll discuss them in detail. Okay. Spider-Man, Daredevil, Batman, Captain America, and slight wild card is Gambit on this list. Okay. Um, I didn't Gambit... expect your number one to be Spider-Man. Well, it's not in that order necessarily, right? Ah, I'm, I'm see, still... I ordered mine. Oh, of course you do. Okay. Um, let I've me... literally written this three times. Okay. If we're ordering, Batman Batman wins. Thank I, I can't. That's what I thought it would be. You can't ever, ever debate that. I did, some reason that I've just fascinated with Daredevil for a long time, not just the TV series, but it just, I would probably put Daredevil second. And then I'd probably put Spider-Man third, Captain America fourth, and Gambit fifth. Now, Gambit's a bit of a wild card for me, but... This all came about, this is like my childhood one, um, as well as Spider-Man and the other ones, but um, was really from the cartoon, um, which I just basically religiously watched for years. And he was one of the better characters in it, because he was the comic relief. He he was the best character in it. The constant second best after Wolver Chops. 
Yeah, true. Yeah, Wolverine was ace and He had the on and off relationship with Rogue, where at first she was repulsed by him, then she was kind of curious. It's just his his great wit and charm in that just came through all the time. And Um, he always wore her down, didn't he? No matter what happened, no matter how how much he pissed her off, he'd always get like a little peck on the cheek at the end, and that was enough to keep him going for another week. That That was all the encouragement he needed. And I just love I love his powers. I love that he just had a pack of cards, and he yeah. can give him he make explosive devices essentially. Because um, he's, he's got, got one of my kinetic energy. Yeah, Cause, yeah, cause it's, it's so really cool. Literally everything. You you look around the room that you're sitting in now. Everything in front of you is a weapon. You know, yeah, I've got exactly. a screwdriver, remote control, a mug, um, Spider-Man uh, cup holders or uh, mats or something. Literally yeah. anything is a weapon. Yeah, he was great with that. And then he's a really skilled fighter with his staff as well, um, which was cool. So, and I just loved the way he looked and, and he kind of, I just thought they nailed it in the cartoons. And he's one of the more interesting characters in X-Men for me. And I just don't think he's ever appeared from in, in X-Men universe on, on a, on screen. I don't think. Um, why I'm do right. I get the feeling he, I've got this really weird feeling that he had. A tiny. I can't remember. I think Maybe he had a, a tiny, tiny cameo role. in one of the Wolverine films, you know. But I think he might. Yeah, have been, that might be true. He might have been mentioned as Remy or something. I don't think he's ever been in yeah. as Gambit. It, I just find it really strange because he's he's one of the more popular characters, especially from from growing up. And you'd think he'd be um, one of the easiest to do because he doesn't require as much CGI as someone like beast or or storm no and 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 he's just one of those kind of characters that maybe they needed at times because i don't know i just always found him i don't know i just found him great i always loved that character he always had good back and forth with wolverine as well because he he was quite slapstick and he was always taking oh him and wolverine were just always taking the bit yeah he was always ripping the piss out of serious yeah so they'd always butt heads but at the end of the day they were two of the strongest ones yeah, in in the whole team. No, yeah, I'm, they I'm were completely with you on that, and that's a really good outsider pick. That. Yeah, I I just I, yeah, and the, and the solo film does excite me. Uh, Channing Tatum's an interesting enough actor. I think he could do it a bit of justice. But if he's got a right director, it could be kind of different. Do you know what I mean? And I think to make a standalone before him even being involved in X Men Universe is kind of crazy, really. But it just See, shows I, I that he does have some traction. I think it's better. Well, yeah, Ant Man. Ant Man was the same, I guess. Because it, it's good he's when got they... the interesting backstory, hasn't he? Where he's a member of the thieves. Yeah. And there's all this stuff about what was it, the thieves versus the. Oh, I can't remember the, what it was. Whatever the now. other like faction was, and they were at yeah. odds, and they did that tide every year where they had to make an offering, and he gets out the game, but then he goes back into it. So he's he's got a different background. He's not just like. Cyclops, you know, I'm in school. No, I've developed yeah, powers. Cyclops are so dull. It's yeah, all Cyclops. quite boring. He, if we're doing a most boring five, Cyclops is the top of the list. I'm not even going to debate that because out of that cartoon, he I'm was I'm afraid Hawkeye the worst. Yeah, Hawkeye's pretty shit because, as everyone knows, he's just a budget green arrow anyway. Yeah. Um, Captain America. I, I mean, me and you are big Cap fans. Captain America doesn't go to the comics because I've never read the comics and, and I've never really had... Obviously, I've, I've read bits and pieces of Avengers, but not the, the standalone Captain America stuff. And 
And there is some interesting stuff in there. I know he's got some good villains. I know you chatted about Red Skull um, yeah. recently, which which would be cool because he he was really well played, and I think we'd like to see more Hugo um, Weaving. You can't not like Hugo Weaving. Oh, he's in some of the best films ever. Man. Well, he's I mean, part he's now of the three highest grossing film franchises in history yeah, in the MCU. Yeah, The Matrix and Lord, Lord of the Rings. That's he, pretty good. Was he an Avatar as well? No, he wasn't. No, because it was Ian that told me that and. Yeah, if you if you, it's like it. Saldana. We talk about Saldana. She's she's Star Trek Avatar and then um, Guardians. So yeah, she's just nailed it. If if you um, look at individual film sales, Hugo Weaving is I think one of the top earning actors in global box office. Yeah, and, he's an interesting guy as well. He he, he kind of came from nowhere and yeah, I thought he was great. Um, in in that film and I just and it doors I, open because really, he's you know not there. first Avenger man. I, Everyone's talking about. Um, obviously, we got on the the massive massive hype train for Civil War. We we love it, and the Winter Soldier is one of our as a collective podcast favorite films. Yeah, in the MCU, and it, I keep coming back around to. It, it almost fights its way back to top spot every time I, I watch it because it's just such a good film. And then, but even even First Avenger Man, I really love that film, and it's, it's a little underrated. bit more innocent. Yeah, it's a little bit more innocent than the others, and. And it's a little bit more, you know, it doesn't have that huge kind of, I don't know, weight behind it like some of the other films. It doesn't have any kind of heavy storyline. It's a bit more subtle, or, isn't it? Yeah, it, it's a little bit more subtle. But I, it's the most complete trilogy. Um, it, easily. And it's probably, I would say it's probably the best origin that they've done for me. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I agree. Because, you know, there are other origins that have been good. I think Doctor Strange's origin um, Iron Man is obviously. interesting. Iron Man, obviously, is brilliant, the first one. Um, Thor was generally not great. And, and that wasn't even really much Ant-Man, of an origin, Ant-Man's pretty good, but, but yeah, exactly. They're not quite your traditional origin. I think that's the one that's probably up there with Iron Man as being the well-told one. And I just think as a character, he's really important. Um, I, I think the MCU couldn't exist without him. And I just think it's so... It, it plays so well on him. Obviously, Chris Evans is, is just perfect oh, in that role. Fucking phenomenal. He, he really is. But the big thing for me is, you know, even in the Spider-Man film, even in Homecoming, when they use him in the schools, and then there's that message about, I'm not sure we should be using these videos because this isn't yeah. a fugitive <laughs> or an exile or whatever. And it's just, it's so clever, man. And and they they that long, long, long wait at the end of those credits just for a Captain America. Oh. Like I know, but it's so genius to me. It was anyone it was else genius, doing that? So irritating. I know. But anyone else doing that? You just you, you'd be just furious. But oh, I kind of just kind of laughed chance. about it. Yeah, and I don't know, man. I just think his films are the best. I think Chris Evans absolutely nails it. Um, from that kind of forties, fifties into that transition into the modern era and those kind of jokes about i don't know all the all the modern things about the internet being useful and all that kind I of understand that he, reference yeah he's just got a language i just love that yeah. <laughs> um i just love it um and they just rip the piss out of him and, and it's just he's just such a great character and and for a guy that doesn't have a massive skill set in terms of what he can do it's he's he's very He's got a lot of ingenuity, do you know what I mean? He's also got an incredible shield, but he's a brave guy, you know. He goes to take on Iron Man and Thor, you know, basically well, that, that, sticks the shield in the way. Is, is his biggest weapon, is his heart. Yeah, and that, exactly. that's ultimately why he was chosen for the experiment, wasn't it? Because Dr. Erskine says that the, the serum makes 
like good men great but it makes bad men evil or something like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, he, and yeah, that that's his whole thing. I'm not surprised that you had Cap on there. If I was going more by if I was looking at comics plus films and TV all combined, I would have struggled to have not put Cap in simply yeah. because the Captain America trilogy is the best MCU trilogy by far. The only one that could even come close to beating it would be Guardians. But I don't yeah. think Guardians trilogy is going to beat it because Civil War and Winter Soldier are my two, I, two Guardians of my favourite films. Guardians ever. 2 isn't as good as um, Winter Soldier. No, um, no, there's not much. And Guardians 1 is, is, is better than First Avenger uh, for me. Or, yeah. you know, but but I, I just don't see it topping Civil War. I, I, I just... I can't see that they they'd have a chance. Uh, as much as I love Guardians, I I just don't see it. Spider-Man number three. Um, I mean, to be honest, I, I don't think you can. Well, you might have, but do a list of of top superheroes without including Spider-Man. And and I think this is obviously this is a personal list, but I, I, just from a global perspective, man, Spider-Man when you're a younger child is everything you want to become in a superhero. Do you know what I mean? Like I didn't grow up idolizing Superman. And I don't, maybe it wasn't our era, because I think we're just the wrong side of forty for that. Do you know what yeah, I mean? I think, it, I think it was Superman. people that were a little bit older or a bit younger since like Smallville and maybe stuff. Yeah. But you know, for me, everyone oh, you know, Superman this or that. It was no it was never going to be that because Spider-Man, as much as he isn't attainable <laughs> in terms of you don't have his powers, you could pretend to be him. You, you know, you can jump around, you can pretend to climb up walls, you can do all that kind of stuff. And I, and I live that through, you know, my little boy is obsessed with Spider-Man, as you'd expect, all kind of five, six-year-olds to be. And there's been some great films in and amongst that. There's great cartoons, great back catalogues with the comics. That I was know. the key to us growing up, though, wasn't it? You think we got the Spider-Man anim- animated series, X-Men, yeah. and Batman, all yeah, we very, did. very yeah, close yeah. together. Yeah, and then Spider-Man, you know, the original kind of Spider-Man films, you know, obviously Superman had done extremely well before and Batman, but it was kind of that we talked about this before, that it was a big dawning of, of what's kind of made the modern era. There, and there I know would we be had no MCU of... if Sam Raimi hadn't done as well as he yeah. did with the first Spider-Man film. They they open they didn't just open the door; they made the fucking door. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And and also Spider-Man in terms of the comics and what it encapsulates, it's got some of the best villains, you know. And and I know that's we're talking about the character himself. Well, well, we, we but villains make the we, character, you know. We we, we did that in uh, we did a poll, didn't we, a few months back, and yeah. Spider Man came second only to Batman in terms. Yeah, of the, and, and uh, he is, and and to to get near Batman for me with villains is incredible because Batman's just off the charts. It's got the best villains by an absolute distance, but Spider Man's not Pretty, far off, not and far there aren't no. many poor ones either. Do you know what I mean? Like every kind of battle, and there's a lot of introducing introduction of different characters into the comics um and yeah i just you, you just can't not include him for me and I, i'm glad finally we've got a, a reboot or refranchise that's probably going to do it justice um great to have him involved in the proper mcu and i think that's like the deal with 20th century fox maybe i think that was so super important having sony on board um for marvel going forward because it's spider-man you know you can't have the Avengers, and you can't have that MCU without Spider-Man for me. So it, it's yeah, just a shame the Fox thing didn't come a little bit early because the Fantastic Four would oh, have made such ruined. a difference 
to uh, he's just been so ruined over the years as well my dad growing up growing up it was always doctor strange and fantastic four and well, we got a lot never... because they, they were often in the uh, the spider-man weren't they in the, yeah 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 the they cartoon. were yeah yeah because it's one of them because they're all new york based they always sort of cross paths yeah i do love it about that when you get these kind of crossovers because the location and this that, and the other i just think it's cool um and again spider-man being in new york there's just some kind of affiliation for me i kind of like that um yeah it's just yeah had to be second daredevil now this is really just going off the the netflix well, show nothing wrong with that else. no there nothing really isn't all. I've obviously known about Daredevil and since getting into the Netflix thing have delved a bit into the comics and the back catalogue. But I just think they produced a show that I don't think has been emulated in, in this style, to be honest, because it's it's uber violent at times and it's got a kind of edge to it that you just don't get on the network shows. So you flash and, and you your arrow and any of the kind of Marvel stuff that came out on, on the networks. Do you know what I mean? So it's just, it's just, it came along and it kind of punched you in the face. And that first series just completely shocked me um, in terms of what was produced, because I think Netflix do something bold where they, you know, things like Orange is the New Black and Making a Murderer and some of their shows uh, are told in a way and, and deliver messages that, and Mindhunter most recently oh, that just, yeah. they don't really get made. Do you know? I mean, films do get made with that kind of bold, creative kind of license, but TV shows rarely do because they're trying to appease an audience. Do you know what I mean? Um, and they're trying to keep, you know, you've got adverts and you've got certain times, watersheds and all that kind of jazz. Um, and so they just can't have that same effect. And I just think that first series and the second series, let's be honest, um, some of the standout TV in my my at least grown up lifestyle in, in adult kind of life, you know, I, I and, and recent years, I, I don't think there's anything that for me other than Game of Thrones comes near Daredevil. I, I enjoy it that much, and the character is played extremely well. I love his abilities. Um, I love that he's, you know, they they do get that real sense of he's got he he can get his senses so heightened that he's just superior fighter and superior in so many ways but then he is human do you know what i mean he gets his ass kicked he gets in a lot of danger and i just think they get the balance right well so, he's so got well. the batman appeal you know for all yeah. of it for all of his powers that he's got at the end of the day all it would take is one bullet or one knife wound and that's it so even though he's a superhero and he can knock seven shades of shit out of most people at the end of the day he's still a man and he's still vulnerable he is, and and I think that's what they get right. Particularly, they get his vulnerability right on the TV show, and I think Charlie Cox just absolutely nails it. Not just all the um, martial arts and, and work that he's done, um, but the other side of it. You know, when he's a lawyer, um, and what he kind of stands for, and what he fights for, and again, it's a kind of protector thing, a bit like Spider-Man of the City. You know, he he, he does care. And I think you, you do genuinely root for that kind of character. And I just think, yeah, had to be had to be on my list. Um, number one, I mean, it goes without saying for everyone, I think. If, if Batman's not top of your list, uh, stop listening to this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you, you've made some um, questionable life choices if you've, yeah, if you've got to that you, point. You really have. I mean, it, it's quite obvious uh, to most people why Batman is held in such high regard because... He's 
for most people, he's the world's greatest detective, you know, and he's got the greatest set of gadgets to go along with him. And it's just that intelligence, man. Like you said, he can, he's susceptible to pain. He's wearing a suit and all, and he's got great cars and armor and everything else, but he's still a man. Do you know what I mean? He, he's not hiding behind a big metal suit or he's not been bitten by a spider or he's not, um, you know, radioactive gamma radiation that's made him into a good green monster or anything. He, he's using his brain to become something better. And he's using all that fear. And when we talked about Batman Begins, they really nailed that in the origin element where he's he's taking all his pain and then it's it's making him what he is. Do you know what I mean? And, and he's taking on all that fear so he can basically give it out to other people. Um, and I just think, yeah, best portrayed in film, even going back to the early early TV show, but you can go through games, Arkham Asylum and, and, and the games through there, that element, and you can go through all media and comics. And the comics are truly iconic, and we talk about villains, which we will, I'm sure, uh, when we talk about villains, but that is a big part and parcel of it. And it's not just the villains, it's all the added characters, and it's it's Alfred and um, it's Robin and everyone else in the comics that he comes across. Yeah, nothing quite like it, man. And it's the whole city as well. It's created a whole civilization. You know, Gotham, we've talked about in Batman, begins in recent recent times. That it's just unlike anywhere. It's obviously got those feels of those big American cities, big high rises, but in that dark underworld and undercurrent. And, and it just, it nails it. And, and Batman is personified, that symbol, you know. It's just, yeah. Just iconic, man. The most iconic character. And one that I think everyone knows. Do you know what I mean? Everyone, you can ask anyone on the street and everyone would know Batman. I'm sure they'd know Spider-Man too. And now you could maybe know Captain America and Iron Man and everyone else. But it was always Batman. Do you know what I mean? And it will always be Batman. He will be the one that outlasts everyone for me in terms of what what he is. Fair enough. Sounds fair to me. Yeah, Pretty good list. I, I had all the contenders, but you know, it's 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 difficult, man. It's difficult. There's some there's some brilliant, brilliant things, and and with more time passing, you get introduced to new people and new comic reboots, change your perspective, and and new TV and new film and stuff. So yeah, it's it's tough. It's tough. It's a hard life. Well, it's not the hardest thing talking about this stuff, is it? Let's be honest. Not really. <laughs> right. Hit me with yours, man. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. 
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Right. Okay, unsurprisingly, Batman in at number one. Yeah. Surprising absolutely no one. Probably not surprising anyone, number two, Green Lantern, but specifically Kyle Rayner. Um, Kyle Rayner, okay. Number three, Daredevil. Um, number four, the Wally West Flash. I I thought you might go. Yeah, I thought you might go there because I think comic-wise, I uh, quite quite pivotal in in storylines and what you enjoy reading and stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. And then number number five, I've actually done a bit of a cop out and I've gone joint fifth because I couldn't choose between Spider Man, Peter Parker, and Nightwing. Yeah, I, I thought you really, might go Nightwing. Really, really love Nightwing. So doing as you've done, starting from the bottom up. Nightwing is easily the greatest sidekick of all time. And if you don't agree, fuck off. Quite oh, frankly. he is comfortably. Yeah, he is comfortably. There, there is nobody else that's had the kind of career that he has, where he's been Robin and Nightwing, and he's been Batman at least twice, if not three times. He's a phenomenal athlete. He's incredibly strong. He's clever. He's charismatic. If you believe the ladies, he's also got the nicest arse in comics. Apparently, that's a thing. You know, people is that a thing? That's a thing because when he, uh, you know, they're doing a Titans TV show. Oh yeah. Well, apparently, a lot of people have been concerned that they might not get somebody with a nice enough arse to play um, Dick Grayson. Well. There you go. So he, he he's always he grew up as Robin. He got too old to be Robin. He goes away and he becomes Nightwing. He leaves Gotham to go to to Bloodhaven to do his own thing over there. But whenever Gotham needs him, whenever the Bat family needs him, he's always back. When Bruce has died, well, first of all, when he got his back broken in Nightfall, and then when he died in inverted commas in Infinite Crisis. Yeah. Dick Grayson is the natural successor because. He was always groomed as being the replacement, but he doesn't want to be Batman full-time. He doesn't want the burden. He doesn't want the darkness weighing him down. And he's happy for Damian Wayne to take it. And Damian sees himself as the natural successor because he is the blood of, of the Batman. He is, you know, his natural-born replacement. And you just... I love him. He's He's one of the best comics I buy. I've been buying Nightwing now for a couple of years since Rebirth kicked off. Um, Spider- I've read some bits and pieces. It is seriously good comic work. Well, he's had some he's re- almost like a lesser Batman. And I know he's, it's not major lesser. He's only just a notch below. Do you know what I mean? But he's Batman no, without the emotional baggage because he's got the yeah. same kind of problem where he's he's had the childhood trauma that created this this need for vengeance within him, but he doesn't give in to the darkness in the way that that Batman does. Let me just find on my shelf there was the original run that they did which was by Dennis O'Neill um, and Chuck Dixon. That was from, I think, the late 90s, which is a brilliant run. And they've done some really good stuff in the Rebirth line as well. Yeah. Uh, Spider-Man, Joint Fifth. That's more of a recent thing. I've always, I've never really read much Spider-Man. But I started going back, and I've been reading the, 
the amazing Spider-Man run that um, oh, J. J. Michael Straczynski Tr- uh, did, which is probably my favourite era. Yeah. Um, early, late 90s, early 2000s. The artwork's perfect. As you've already mentioned, he's he's every bit as as recognisable and as iconic as Batman is. The the animated series that we grew up with was incredibly good. Um, I've yeah. recently started buying weekly comics of Spider-Man because he's got two. There's Peter Parker, the Spectacular Spider-Man, and now they've just relaunched Amazing Spider-Man, which is a bit of a mystery to me because it's dealing with the last couple of years that I don't know where he became basically like Tony Stark. He was the head of Parker Industries, but he's now come crashing back down to earth and he's trying to rebuild himself with his best friend, Johnny Storm, a.k.a. the Human Talk. You've already covered Spider-Man pretty well. Yeah. The Flash is... Because when I started reading comics, the three that I gravitated to was Green Lantern. And Green Lantern has always had a lot of crossovers. Oh, you love Green Lantern. (laughs) And the Flash. And I very, very nearly put Green Arrow in. Did you? Yeah, I was... I very nearly had three in Joint Fifth, but that seemed like... You can't do that. That seems a bit stupid. So I, I I pretty much tossed a coin and it came up as Flash because the reason I put them in, even though it wasn't Wally West, the Flash, the character, gave us one of the best comic storylines ever in Flashpoint. Yeah. But when I started reading comics, it was the Wally West version. I didn't read Barry Allen until way after he died in Crisis on Infinite Earths. And ironically, I've actually just started reading the book where he comes back. The Return of Barry Allen, which is so far very, very good. Yeah. Um, obviously, he's been done. The Barry Allen version has been done very well on the TV show. The Wally West character that's been done by Keenan Lonsdale potentially is moving over to the Titans TV show. Maybe not this season, but you can't have the Titans without Wally West. The yeah, it'd be intriguing what they do Dick with that. Grayson. You need Roy Harper, Red. Uh, Red Arrow slash Arsenal, and you need Wally West as the Flash. You, you, you've got to have those in. So yeah, it'd be intriguing which way to go about it. I, I think, yeah, I think the Flash is portrayed really well on TV at times, but the comics are the standout. And I've started dabbling since you are so bold about your love of such things, you know. So well, yeah, since, since do... Rebirth kicked off, Flash has been consistently the best comic. It, it hasn't had any bad issues, and they've brought all the rogues back. They've had some reverse Flash. They've had some Kid West stuff in uh, Kid West, Kid Flash stuff in there with the, the African-American incarnation of Wally. Th- there's been so much stuff, and he's a criminally underrated character. People think he just runs fast, but he's also a genius. Nah, he's got loads, man, some and he's a power, genius. Some of the things he can do, the fact that he can time travel at will, and that's something that really came about from Wally because Barry is the original Flash and it's now been retconned that the Speed Force exists because of Barry. Every time Barry Allen takes a step, he generates the Speed Force. But nobody understood the Speed Force half as well until I, I don't think Flash is a character that... Because he's not been in the peripherals, you know, because cause DC, in terms of film and, and whatever else, hasn't ever 
explored those areas. People don't really know them as well. So it's like Avengers now, because it's been going, what, 10, 11 years in terms of Iron Man and, and whatnot. Um, that's now triggered a lot of people that know about other characters yeah. and then maybe read a bit more. And obviously you've got Flash TV show, which probably does middling. I don't think it does. It does pretty good numbers, but uh, I don't know. People don't always watch this stuff because um, they don't know what to expect. And and the Flash TV show does show Barry in terms of what he is, sort of an intelligent guy, but they don't always show enough of that. Um, they did in the first series, and I think they've slipped away and now let other people within the TV realm take over. So, yeah, you're right. I don't think that, that always comes across so well, but he's, yeah, he's 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 a pretty important character. And, yeah, we're going to go and talk about Justice League in a little while, so we'll see what we say about him then. Yeah. <laughs> Um, after him, Daredevil. That again is a is a very recent one. Probably in the last three months, I read the entire um, Daredevil run by Mark Wade, who we mentioned before is possibly my favourite comic writer, and it's an incredible run. So that that was from maybe two thousand and thirteen, fourteen, something like that. So it's quite recent. Yeah. It, it, it's off the back of a really big story um, called Shadowland when Daredevil was taken over by a demon without going too much into spoilers because I've not actually read all of it myself. And it, it picks up with it. It's There's a lot of good cameos in there from characters that you know. There's a lot of villains in there that you know. The one thing that you really get from the comics that the TV show can't do is how important his radar sense is. The way they draw it is just incredible. The way, even though that that in itself is a superpower, but as soon as it rains, it loses its edge. If he goes underwater, he can't pinpoint things because sound travels differently underwater. If you take him somewhere really, really loud and overloads his senses, his his biggest strength becomes a, a huge weakness. And he's such a believable character. This isn't actually based at all off the the Netflix show. This is based purely off the comics because I've read so much of them lately and I've absolutely loved them. I I, I bought the first two issues and couldn't wait. So as soon as I finished one, I bought the next right up to, I think, seven or eight, I think it ran to, which runs for like maybe two years. So he had to go in the list. Daredevil's been a fantastic read and I definitely recommend the Mark Wade run to anyone that's that likes the TV show. Nobody will be surprised to see me mention Green Lantern. Because up, sure. up until probably last year, Green Lantern would have been number one. But especially Kyle Rayner, because, again, as I've said dozens of times, I started reading right when Kyle Rayner took over from Hal Jordan. And he completely changed the way the character was viewed, because previously Green Lanterns used to use the rings for flight and shields and energy blasts and they did yeah. used to make some constructs but nobody was as elaborate as Kyle because he was a graphic designer so whenever he needed to make something say he made a wall other people would make a brick wall he might do something like a giant robot holding a shield if he needed to chase after someone and pick them up he'd do like one of those giant claw machines that you see uh, in arcades he was always over the top and they explained it away by saying that the ring is, the constructs are an extension of your imagination. And as a graphic designer, he's obviously got a pretty vivid imagination. 
Yeah. And he then went on to become, I think he was the first White Lantern, which means he was the first guy to master the entire emotional spectrum. Most people struggle to master one, you know, green or green for um, hope or yellow for fear or red for anger. He conquered all of them and the White Lanterns are powered by life itself. So a White Lantern can actually create life from nothing. So being able to do that pretty much makes him one of the most powerful beings in the entire universe. It does. Um, are you hoping the, the rumours are true that he has a cameo in Justice League? It wouldn't be Kyle Rayner, it would be Hal Jordan. I thought it would be Hal Jordan. Yeah, they, right. they're, they're not cool enough to do Kyle because you couldn't really do Kyle without first doing Hal and John Stewart and supposedly the Green Lantern core film in 2020, is it? Something like that is meant to be Hal Jordan and John Stewart because they were the the 80s Green Lanterns. Yeah. And once you've done them, then you could introduce the more modern ones because Kyle took over in 93, 94. So you, you've you've got a lot of stuff that came before it before you could bring him in. Yeah, fair enough. And then number one, it, it's always going to be Batman now. I've, it has Bat, to be. Batman now. was the first graphic novel I ever read, which was Nightfall. And now I've got three different versions of it which is just stupid because it's the same story. It's just slightly, <laughs> it's printed on slightly different paper. Yeah, but you like what you like, man, in life. It's, you know, And it's I, I want enough. these to be handed down, as stupid as it sounds. I would love one day, if I'm lucky enough to have kids, to, to have my kid come to me and be like, you know, oh, I'd love to read some Batman and I can go, right, here you go, Nightfall. You might have nightmares, but you'll love it. Yeah, you'd laminate it first, eh? so it doesn't increase the pages. The second, you can read the second one, the one that's made of newer glossy paper. No one's reading my <laughs> original prints. The original Titan prints from the 90s are never being read by anyone other than me, unless they wear gloves. Nice. And yeah, you boxed off Batman. He's the biggest superhero. He's the most believable. He's the one that could realistically happen. You know, if someone had, what was the estimate, about $7 billion, you'd need to actually be Batman. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, you need you need that money. And no one has conquered comics and TV and films and animated films even remotely as well as as Batman has. No, not at all. Not Nobody. Even close. Not even close, man. There's no one close. No. Right, heroes successfully done. Let's move on to villains. You can kick off with these. Okay. Number one, the Joker. Full stop. Full stop. Yeah. Number two, Carnage. Yeah, Interesting. Of a surprise. Well, anyone who know anyone who's ever talked to me about comics will probably go, yeah, fair enough. Three. You talk a lot about comics, <laughs> but not to everyone because some people just don't care. Like Joey. No. Joey knows how much I love Carnage. Three. Yeah. Venom. Even though he's not technically a villain anymore, he was. No, Venom's on my list. Yeah. Magneto, number four, oh, which is the one also I on my before. list. I have never read any X Men comics at all, but Magneto from the animated series was phenomenally well done and he's been done brilliantly on the films by everyone's favourite, Michael Fassbender. Number five, Deathstroke. <laughs> You're just talking about Fassbender. You're not going to give Ian McKellen any screen time here. Jesus. Okay. It's got to be. It's Fassbender over McKellen and that's saying oh, yeah. You're going to get lynched by a load of Lord of the Rings geeks if they listen oh, to this fuck podcast. that. They'll just come at you with their bow and arrows and pointy ears, man. And their big, massive feet. 
<laughs> trip over that giant feet. Yeah. Um, no, no, number five, Deathstroke. Interesting. Which, which has probably come more from stuff that I've read this year, and I've got more. Is of that just from comics? It's got to be a bit of influence as well from. That's mainly from comics. Okay. Because I've I've done a lot of reading up of of Deathstroke, like background knowledge. I've done a lot of reading of comics that feature him. And then maybe a little bit from other things that he's been in. For example, Manu Bennett's pretty much flawless performance in, in Arrow. He's pretty much the best thing in Arrow, or was. Uh, he's, he's obviously come back a little bit, but yeah. um, he he was, I don't know, man, he was the best thing for two series when he was pivotal. And it's, yeah, he's, I mean, everyone... Deathstroke's a pretty damn cool character as well. Do you know what I mean? It's got that edge about him, and it does look good on comic as well. It's it's got he's got a really good. He's got such a menacing look with the yeah. the, the black, blue, and orange. The mask with the one eye. The mask is ace, man. The mask is 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 the mask, isn't it? The it's one thing awesome. that Manu Bennett never got, which I'm really disappointed about, they never did his staff. He's he's got this staff that shoots energy bolts out the end, but they always depict him as being the master mark. He's, he's more of his master marks mercenary and, type, and isn't he? Yeah. They had his swords, which he's very known for. And one thing that, that makes him especially compelling is he's a ruthless assassin, but he only kills the people that he's meant to. You know, if he's hired to kill a drug lord, he will kill the drug lord, but he won't always go after all the other people. If people don't get in his way, you won't kill them. He's, he's actually, as far as bad guys go, he's actually very, he's got morals. He's got a bit of a moral compass, yeah. He's got a massive moral compass because he's a super hit, because he was, he's basically got a similar background to Captain America. He was experimented on by the military. He's got enhanced strength, superb reflexes, an incredible intellect, but also he can think incredibly quickly. Then he's got the regenerative capabilities. He's got pretty much all the things that you would say. You know, if I was a superhero, I would want A, B, C, and D. Well, Deathstroke's got all of them. Plus, he's got the training on top of it to be a master marksman, hand-to-hand combat, and all the rest of it. Um, Magneto, like I say, pretty much the way he was depicted in the, the animated series made me fall in love with the character. Because even though he was a complete arse, you could see that he wanted the right thing. All he wanted at the end of the day was a better future for mutants. He went about yeah. it in a slightly xenophobic way, and he was a little bit, you know, well, fuck anyone that gets in our way, we'll kill them. But all he wanted was he wanted, you know, this persecuted section of society to not be persecuted anymore. He did. He went about it probably not always the best well, way. Mildly psychotic would be a fair assessment. It's a fair assessment, yeah. And, and you're right, Fassbender's great um, from a from a point of view of that. But I think McKellen brought a lot of gravitas to it and his interactions with Patrick Stewart which oh, is yeah, great the, as the well. The dialogue between the two of them is just class meeting class. They're just outstanding, the pair of them together. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. Um, Venom Magneto was also on my list. Venom as well was on my list. Yeah, I guess Venom, Venom was first exposure to Venom was obviously the animated um, cartoon. Yeah, because he he was very heavily in that, and they did a pretty good job of yeah, they did. to make a really violent character PG thirteen. But then I started reading. I, I did actually buy some Venom comics from. It used to be called Worlds Apart on um, Lime Street in Liverpool. 
and there was a brilliant run of the, of Venom versus the Punisher called Funeral Pyre. That sounds incredible. I need to read that. Separation anxiety and what drew me to it. It had molded plastic covers. So as you run your fingers over it, you can feel the ridges on, on Venom's face and all the other symbiotes that come around it. And this That's was probably nice. 90, maybe 95, 96. Most of my formative comic years were the like mid nineties. And I, I fell in love with Venom there. I'm so happy that they're doing the film with Tom. Uh, I, they're two weeks into it already. Yeah, I, I think the cast is really exciting. I think the director is very interesting. And although it's Sony and we're a little bit scared about Sony for what they do at times, I think Hardy wouldn't have taken it on without it being a solid script because he's notoriously quite difficult. Michelle Williams as well, I think we talked about briefly, exactly the same. And, it said and she'd crucially, never it's R-rated. So yeah, it's not it going needs to be. Down. Because the, the, no, and because Hardy's in shape for it. You know, he's doing his Bane look. He he's huge. proper looking massive. And he really is, he's not quite a character actor, but he's not a million miles away from it. He really does get into roles properly. And I think, I don't know, for me, Venom's just that kind of the, the nightmarish opposite of Spider-Man, isn't it? It's that well, kind he is, of... but th- there's so many things. If you read up about the race that the symbiotes are, the Clint are, they're not inherently evil. That they are no, actually a race. No, and that's of, the talk about good. Venom coming round. There's all those Spider-Man characters that, that kind of came. They are a race that. that is actually good. All they want to do is find the perfect host and bond. But because the sin the, the symbiote gets rejected by Spider-Man, it learns to hate him. It then gets drawn to anyone who hates Spider-Man. So we're have, not going to talk Spider-Man free. Just don't talk. About no, Spider-Man we're, no, free. we're not. I'm I'm talking comics. So first Please. you've got you have Eddie. Then he then he goes with was that afterwards was uh, Matt Gargan who used to be the Scorpion. Then re- more recently he was with this ex ex military psycho called Lee Price. There was somebody else in between who oh um, Flash Thompson when he was Agent yeah. Venom, which was brilliant. That was Venom's turning point when he went from villain to anti-hero. And now in the current run, which I get, he's pretty much gone full on hero to the point where the symbiote actually takes control of Eddie when he's asleep, goes out at night and fights crime. Yeah. It, it's just, it's taken a brilliant turn, which leads into Carnage, who, as anyone who doesn't know, is actually Venom's son. Because the, 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 the symbiotes reproduce asexually. Um, it's good to know. It's like a biology lesson. This. One last thing about the symbiotes that makes Venom cool. Every time it inhabits a host, he takes on all that character's strengths. So because he was Sp- he was with Spider-Man, that's why he looks like Spider-Man. He's got infinite webbing. He's got he's immune to his um, spider sense, things like that. So if he was to bond with someone else who had different powers, say he was to bond with Superman, he'd come away with heat vision and ice breath and a vulnerability to kryptonite and all that. So he just absorbs the skills and weaknesses of anyone that he inhabits. And That's pretty cool. Carnage. I fell for Carnage when there was one panel in a comic, and I think I've mentioned this to you before. Carnage is bonded to Cletus Cassidy's blood in the comics. Yeah. They never did this in the cartoon because it would have been too violent. So the only way he could change to the symbiote, he had to cut himself. And there was one where he was in one of those upright things like Hannibal Lecter's on, you know, one of the trolleys and he's, he's in a straight jacket and he can't move. And over a course of hours, he files his teeth down to a point 
and then he bites his own tongue to release the blood and then the symbiote covers him from head to toe and he's a genuine psychopath he kills because he really enjoys killing he doesn't do it for money or for revenge he just likes to kill he's a real grade a psychopath much yeah. like number one on the list the greatest villain of all time the joker let's talk about the joker once i do my list because the joker yes as expected is my <laughs> top of my list as well. um yeah it's it's definitive that batman rules both sides of this um so joker is top of my list um ordering is a little bit tricky here uh venom probably second for me um, I haven't read enough Carnage, but kind of want to get involved a lot more um, since you talked about it so much. Um, then Loki, um, then Wilson Fisk or Kingpin, um, and then Magneto. So you talked Magneto. Um, Wilson Fisk, a couple of things really. I, I mean, for me, a lot to do with Vincent D'Onofrio's performance in, in Daredevil. Uh, when he was on screen in series two for that brief second, you know, it just commands the screen. And I just think he's obviously Kingpin's been a character from, from, from Spider-Man comics as a villain and, and obviously Daredevil. And I kind of love the guy's gravitas and his raw kind of physical strengths and presence. And I like the underworld element of it. It's the thing that kind of attracts me to daredevil and i think that's only done well in gotham outside of gotham it's it's really there isn't a lot of that kind of bob boss style stuff um and 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 marvel's only version of it really is this guy um and i just think i always liked when i see the illustration and stuff i always liked the way he looked but i i I really is going a lot off off the marvel netflix stuff because he's just incredible in that i think he's he's just on the brink of destroying everything around him at any given moment. Do you know what I mean? And he was he great literally in the Spider-Man cartoon as well. Yeah. And one, yeah, one yeah. of the good things about Kingpin as well. Yeah. He's linked in with so many people because he's linked in with Daredevil. He's predominantly a Spider-Man, but he's also been very um, very active with the Fantastic Four, again, because they're all in New York. It's exactly. It's realistic to say there's this crime lord that's in New York and only Spider-Man can fight him. Yeah, and that's what I like about it. He seems to kind of cross over, which is quite rare for villains. Sometimes yeah, they very. they do. Sometimes they just stick within that one realm, and it's just a bit well. The Joker generally isn't dealt with by anyone other than Batman. Even in terms of the Bat family, Batman yeah. doesn't like the Joker being being tackled by anyone because he knows Batman knows him better than anyone. He knows what he's capable of, and maybe the others don't a hundred percent. Yeah, exactly. Um, I haven't got a lot to add on Magneto than, than what you said, but, you know, I think from, from the cartoons, always such a great villain. And like I said, on screen, um, generally been portrayed extremely well. And he was well. ever and, present in the cartoon, wasn't he? Everything pretty yeah. much tied back to Magneto in some way, shape or form. Yeah. Um, Loki, I, I had to really put Loki in, um, because I haven't read, I think we both honest about this. I haven't read the Thor comics and stuff so this is really from tom hiddleston um and i just think he almost steals every scene that he's in you know and he's just got that incredible i don't know he's just completely untrustworthy but so charismatic that you know you'd fall for it every time (laughs) essentially um and obviously incredible in avengers 
we're going to talk about Ragnarok in a few weeks. Uh, some of the moments in Ragnarok, he is just incredible. Um, just he he acts without speaking so well. Do you know what I mean? The guy's facial expressions just tell a thousand words. Um, and I just think he's been the best villain outside of, of Batman. Um, I'd say in in recent cinema. You know, we we talked about villains a few times and and stuff, and we could talk villains on screen and and things, but I think he's been just just incredible. Um, and then yeah, um, Venom after that, and then skipping on to the Joker really. Um, and yeah, I mean, you you can talk Joker. It's your your baby as such, but I'll add a few bits. Well. I think Joker's always been my favourite villain. It, it's hard to read any kind of Batman books without coming across some kind of tangle with the Joker. There's a brilliant book that's just coming out now. It's only a limited run of about eight issues, and it's called Batman White Knight. And it's a non-canon story, and the first issue's not long been out. And it deals with a world where the Joker is actually cured and he holds Batman responsible for his actions like nobody's ever done. So he's chasing the Joker, and he's driving the Batmobile across rooftops, causing damage. He He's damaging roads. He knocks people down. He knocks a guard down when he's running across a building. And the Joker now is completely sane. He's thinking completely straight, and he's actually suing Gotham, the GCPD, and Batman for his property damage and for the way he's been. And he's never been depicted like that. But he's still the Batman's greatest villain. He's his greatest nemesis. Batman, if you believe the killing joke, you know, origin story, he actually is responsible for creating him, you know, when, yeah. when he wasn't able to save him from falling into the ace chemicals. The the wonderful depiction that Heath Ledger did in, in Dark oh. Knight, which will forever be one of the greatest cinematic performances of all time. I... Yeah. People can say it's overrated, which they will. Oh, you, you know what? I'm, I get sick of that. It's and everyone goes, "Well, that film's overrated because it's mainly carried by him." And I'm like, "No, that film's near on perfect for a comic book film. It, it and and any film, I don't give a shit. It's it's he is incredible in that film, and I think emotionally, what that took out of him is what most people would say would cause his death. Do you know what I mean? Pretty and that's, much. And, and you talk about a lot of singers and a lot of people in this, in the kind of entertainment industry that give it all. And essentially it's, it's the whole heart and soul out on screen. And he did a performance like, you know, in our lifetime as well, because everyone talks about Brando and, and early De Niro and Scorsese and stuff, but that, and he's Scorsese's directed De Niro film and Pacino and all that kind of jazz, but that's not really our lifestyle, our lifetime, is it? Do you know what I mean? It's it for me, Ledger's performance is is the modern era, next level performance in cinema. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I think he's the one that you know I've actually seen at the cinema because I, I understand people obviously would always cry back to films um, from the past, and, and I do as well, but. I like to think of cinema that was done in my time and in, you know, because cinema changes and it evolves and it develops and stuff. And I think Nolan is the ultimate modern director and Ledger's performance is, is the ultimate one that it just depicts 
everything perfectly. You know, he, he, he is next level in that film. But then everyone else around him just improves it. Do you know, we've talked about that with Batman Begins and we did talk about Dark Knight some while ago, which is why we started this whole um, crazy project. And yeah, he is incredible. And then not just him, you know, we can talk Mark Hamill because Hamill's voice, um, we're not going to talk about the guy who did it in Batman vs Superman that I've yeah, Mark, Mark Hamill is the voice of the Joker and has he been is the for, voice for, yeah. for decades, going back to the the animated series and in the majority of the uh, the best animated Batman works that you'll see, it's Mark Hamill. And he and also we, they got him on for the Joker. game. They got him for the game as well, didn't they? Yeah, I think he, he, was, he was Joker through the entire Arkham series. And Which they, is if, great. If they carry on yeah. doing more Arkham games, he would come back for them because he, he he's always willing to come back if it's the right script. Like he always said, he and Kevin Conroy would come back for the Killing Joke or something like Death in the Family. You know, the the big big yeah. Batman books. And sure as hellfire, as soon as they started talking to them, they were like, "I'm there." I'm there. No, no yeah, questions. and that's what he, he really wanted because he just, he's the voice. You, you say Joker to me, it's not Jack Nicholson, it's not Heath Ledger in terms of the voice. It is, it is Mark Hamill's voice in my head. Yeah. Um, although Jack Nicholson was pretty damn good as well, going back. Um, yeah, I, I don't think you can top the Joker in any capacity. And it's the same with Batman, man. I, I, I don't want to sound... Well, I spiced or not, but they are levels ahead of second place. Um, just infinite levels ahead, like comic book and otherwise, and their adaptations and everything that goes with them. Batman is the archetypal standard in yeah. in, in everything. So, yeah, we're in ridiculous agreement. That's very very rare. This is rare. Yeah. Um, are we good? Do we have anything to add to our long list of things? Um, not that I can think of. Um, as you mentioned no. before, we do we do want you to um, to reply to us when you've listened to this. Let us know what you think, who your favourites are, if you agree or disagree with anything that we've said. And any material like to read and stuff, because like, I do genuinely get inspired to go and search for some of these things because Stu's got such an encyclopedia knowledge and, and Joey as well who's a great writer and, and guest on this podcast regularly he's just got an incredible you know I'd love his take on Spider-Man and Venom and stuff on this stuff because he's just such a big fan um, and yeah there's so many other characters you know there's a lot of X-Men that I've not I've not read the comics neither of you and there's a huge array of characters that people love and outside of just, you know, conventionals, you know, I've seen some huge stuff for Blade online and people talk The Walking Dead. You know, Rick Grimes comes up from an outside perspective because of such, you know, and villains in terms of Negan and stuff like that. So it's interesting people's take on, on this because it's all about personal preference. Yeah. And a lot of it, you can tell from this, is probably what we grew up with because come round to the, the animated stuff and the cartoons and stuff when you were kids because that's kind of what inspired you and then my second coming of all of this is because of all the the modern adaptations like everyone else that's really in love with all the cinema and tv that come along with it so we've always said it's a great time to be fans of this genre because 
there's just so much good material like in print and you know on, on screen so that's it yeah we we were going to do oh, yeah we, we had a couple we, of we were going to do teams and underrated um, yeah we were going to do shittest as well <laughs> yeah we were going to do shittest superheroes but as is always the way with us we've run out of time completely Yes, but we did, you know, we did well to cover it in that time almost, because there's a lot you could talk about in this sector. It's, oh, it's just huge, man. Um, it's just huge. Right. We are due back, um, recording this straight after this one for, for the record. Um, we're going to do a Justice League preview. Um, and then probably back in a few weeks to do some more Ragnarok and various other bits and pieces. Um, and get some new guests on board and some kind of different variations and we're still going pretty strong 50 episodes in so um thank you for everyone honestly that listens to this um we're still getting some really good numbers um which we're always genuinely shocked by um because we think we just talk bollocks for an hour and a bit every time um but we do we do really appreciate it we have from day one um and there's some really loyal people that have listened from day day one really uh, especially Ali who came on um, and there's some other people that have got on board and then gone back and listened to the early episodes and uh, yeah it's 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 quite humbling because we just talk and enjoy talking to each other about this stuff it's nothing that we wouldn't want to do but to have people listen and give feedback and the rest of it's yeah we do really genuinely appreciate it yeah that's all I'm that's, gonna say. I'm just gonna say. Yeah. That's all you gotta say. Yep. Yeah. yeah, it's because I just did the whole spiel of bullshit for thirty seconds. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, but no, we do. We do love it. Thanks, guys. Uh, we will speak to you ridiculously shortly. <laughs> What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. 
Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's stamps.com, code PROGRAM.